Hello, once again, welcome to Sarcasm Colored Glasses, your host, Jay. And uh, today we're going to talk about um, reboots. Um, there's, there's always a lot of, because obviously, you know, if you're somebody that's in my generation, you grew up in the world of sequels. Um, this current generation is growing up in the world of reboots, where everything is always a remake of something that was already done. Um, and there's a couple ways to look at this, you know, and, you know, as you know, there are successful or there are failures, right? So um, what makes them good or bad? Is it something that even needed to be done? Or is it something that we've been dying to, for it to be done and they did a great job about it? Or is it something we've been dying for them to do it and then they did a terrible job at it? Um, there's a, a kind of like a outlined a couple of things that make or make or break or what is a good sequel to do or um, not sequel reboot and what really what we should be looking for in these type of things or um or to do them so the first thing is like is there a desire for it to be remade because uh you know a lot of times we're because the biggest my biggest thing about why we should make a remake of something is you know it's something that's obviously it's older and um you had the great idea but it was, you know, it was an idea that was ahead of its time. So it really didn't have the ability to do it justice or say, you know, it was in a time frame where um, the bar was set pretty low. So the idea was great, but, you know, you only did it to a certain, um, certain level, like example, like uh, Spider-Man, the originals, like, you know, I mean, when it came out, it was great. Um or, you know, or something that we believed was great because this is where what we're going off of. This is where superhero movies were at. So, you know, um, the heavy duty costumes and bright things and you, you just basically pulled out of the comics and you put it on the screen. That's what we did. Um, you know, and then as things evolve, we realize that, hey, you know, people want to see things grounded more so um, in, the, in reality, in our real life. You know, we want to see like what that would be what that comic idea would be like in our current world. So, um, you know, you have a desire for that. So it was something that it was, we love Spider-Man, we loved all that, but we wanted to see, see it done when you have like better effects or, you know, um, you know, the writing team is more driven towards, you know, bringing the comics out or whatever or whatever, you know? So, you know, there's that desire. Um, and also another thing is like, so once, it's something we decided like, yes, yeah, you know, we really want to see a remake of this. You know, we could do it better. Um, you also want to be able to reinvent or add to it. We don't just want to say, okay, you know, we've got, um, you know, there was this movie here. People liked it a lot, but, you know, it didn't have great graphics. So, yeah, you know, let's upgrade the, let's update the graphics, but keep the exact same plot. And, um, you know, it's, you know, and it's you see something like that and it's like, well, yeah, you know, it's bright, it's fancy, whatever, but I know it line for line. <laughs> so well, why I, I could be just watching the old one, at least at that point, and then I could be nostalgic, right? Um, and, and the third thing to look for is we want them to be able to like say that they've done their homework. They're not just like thumbing through, you know, your old VHSs and like, it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, uh, let's redo this one. Um, and uh, yeah, I kind of remember how it went. Yeah, let's do another one. And then, you know, you're watching a movie and it's like completely like um, counter counteracts things that you remember or things that are come out from the history or whatever or something. And it ends up like being like a bad sequel. 
Um, so, you know, do your research, like watch the original and, you know, try to draw things while you're reinventing, draw things from the original, like, you know, give us that nostalgic feeling while feeling something new and seeing like a twist on the plot that we knew or something like that. Um, and the fourth thing we want to do also is uh, make sure the casting's right. Um, while it is a remake and you're doing these things for a new generation that might not be familiar with the original, you kind of also, while doing the homework for it, you want to make sure that you're putting people in it that fit the, that not necessarily fit the original, but kind of like at least fit the story. You know, don't just like, pick your most famous actor and throw them in there and shove it like shove it in and make them be it because they happen to be the you know um the biggest you know like your jason momoa is popular so like you know let's throw him in a movie and you know redo it this way he kind of looks like it um so no that's not even though you know you're looking at people that might not be familiar with the original you kind of want to have a little bit of a tie to it and have the same things apply to like as they did the casting for the original you want to make sure that you're doing casting right for this one and the last thing is you want to make sure that it's compelling um so something that is okay so yeah we wanted to see it it's got kind of a new story to it um it's got these little easter eggs that are related to the original the cast looks pretty good but it's boring <laughs> and um yeah you reinvented a new story but it's like boring and you're just kind of like Ugh. it's like do i really want to be watching this and I'm like um it's like yeah it's all right but you know is it really worth it you know just come up with a whole new idea at this point um so what are some examples of these where they well first let's say what where they did it absolutely wrong and like uh missed these specific things so as far as like desire to redo Charlie's Angels, the latest one that came out, um, which is funny because that's a uh, adaptation of a TV show in the first place, um, which, you know, was it, it was one of those things where it came out at a certain time. And, you know, it's like there uh, you we didn't expect a lot from movies. So, you know, you got what you expected. So it was fun. and It was all this stuff, you know, and it kind of drew from the, the show of the ages while bringing it to like a new generation that hadn't watched that show. However. This new one, was anybody really wanting to see it remade again? <laughs> you know, it's like, was anybody wanting to see this particular cast portrayed in Charlie's Angels? Not really. Um, so, you know, yeah, it flops. Of course it flops because nobody asked for it. Um, and as far as like reinventing and adding to it, I mean, there's a string of those ones. Um, like one thing pops into my head like majorly is like Psycho. Um, that one was... Uh, yeah, you know, it would be cool to like, you know, because obviously like, you know, Hitchcock, great story, everything's perfect. Um, but it was, you know, cooler effects or something, right? But they redid it and it was literally line for line the same freaking movie, but it was done in a current time, which made no sense because this story and everything that goes on makes it, it's completely not what would happen in the current time. You know, people have cell phones or things like this, you know, all these things that are going through don't just don't make any sense. And it's the same thing. The only thing that they did that changed is they put sound effects to the freaking Norman Bates jack off scene. Who the freak wants that, you know? And on top of it, and let's skip down the casting because this one also fits in that for failing. Vince Vaughn, are you freaking kidding me? Um, this guy was basically uh, like, okay, you know, 
No, I can't even say he looks like it. No, because he's a gigantic football player version of Norman Bates. Norman Bates is supposed to be this like scraggly, you know, creepy guy. Not this guy that while I could say like not every woman would find him attractive um, because he's kind of dorky and shit, or maybe that's what we just used to from his movies, but um, not that he performed any differently. <laughs> you know, it was basically Wedding Crashers. Um, it was the same book, but, you know, trying to be like sinister and creepy and shit, and it just was not working. And uh, so failure in two points there. Um, they obviously did their homework because it was, you know, the exact same movie. Compelling? No, because it was the same exact freaking thing. Um, another one, Total Recall. Um, visually imaginative, you know, because that, that was like, um, of course, that was something that was done at the time. You know, it was a typical Schwarzenegger movie. And, you know, just like, you know, it would be like a Van Damme or anything like that. You don't expect a lot from them, but you love them for what they are. And so, but they're like, okay, you know, let's update it. Let's do like, you know, fancy graphics, you know, like make all the cars cool and all the jump scenes and all these things, you know, the fight scenes and everything's cool, um, which it did. But one casting terrible, Colin Farrell, awful, not an awful actor, but just it did not fit. Um, and it was also something where, and this also falls under doing their homework because Total Recall, although it was like an action action movie also was, you know, like everything that was action at the time with Schwarzenegger. It's also comedic. Um, and it was, they sucked all of that out of it. They made it just completely dry What with the same freaking lines. Um, and while they reinvented certain things, they basically just twisted kind of like the background a little bit and they changed the ending a little bit. But it was very minor, you know, and it wasn't enough to feel like it was a different movie. It was pretty much the exact same thing with bigger graphics and a boring cast. <laughs> um, so that's check, 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 all wrong. Um, Flatliners, I just watched this one actually just the other day. And um, I actually did like that movie, um, but it was one of those things where, but also I have to say like, you know, in my defense of liking that movie, I have not seen the original in a very long time. And from what I hear from a lot of people. And it like, so what I remember happened was very basic. So, um, and those same basic things happen. So like it may, from what people said is like, it's pretty much the exact same movie with different cast. And, um, but since I don't really remember the first one all that well, you know, I kind of was like, okay, you know, I can, I, it's enjoyable. You know, I enjoyed the first one from what I recall. And if it's the same thing. I guess I enjoy it now, but is it, did it end up being, did it reinvent it enough um, to say that this would be a good movie or a, a great, you know, like reboot, not so much. It just really was just a reboot. Um, um, as far as doing homework, um, Minority Report, and this is like, and you know, I know I'm talking about movies, but um, this one was a, a kind of, like, it was a reboot series kind of, but it wasn't really like, this one's kind of like weird because like there's a lot of, there's a whole string and I can do a whole thing on this too, because there's a lot of TV shows that are apt adaptations of movies and um minority report falls underneath one of those um because uh it it basically it's kind of like it happens after the fact so it's kind of a sequel to it but at the same time it happened after but then they like they the way that it ended in the movie doesn't coincide with the way that things start it's like they kind of change the history of it um which you know like and it, and it wasn't it wasn't a bad series it just um i mean it it, 
it was one of those things where it's like the the ratings were so low that they cut it short, so it never really ended properly. I hate those. You know, I figured like, okay, ratings are low, just freaking just finish it off. Give us something, you know, um, some kind of proper closure instead of like the half-ass finished last episodes. Um, but it was something where like. It was like they kind of like half remembered the movie. So um, things were like, you know, as far as like the things with um, the, what do you call those? The psychic, the psychic trio. They changed the past kind of. Well, which is funny because they're also showing um, scenes from the movie done through the show. So it's like you're doing homework, but then you're not, you're not doing complete homework. So it, it, it kind of failed there. Um uh casting i i could there's a whole long list of those um one it chapter two holy crap was they're so off it was not only off from the original movie it was off from the previous from the first chapter of the remake which is funny because the first chapter falls underneath what i would consider as a good remake while the second was just horribly horribly done but um, specifically, what I want to talk about with that one is really just like, so say, um, like, you know, some of them, they were like spot on, you know, you see like, uh, I think, was it Stan? Um, the the one that was, I think, Richie, exact same person, totally. Like, you could see like, okay, this is a grown up version of this one. But like, uh, I think it was Stan. The, the, all I know is like John Ritter played the part in the original. Um, but it was like. You know, he's an awkward, weird kid. And then he came out to be like, you know, this big uh, buffed up dude, hair colors completely different and body, you know, bodybuilder being kind of technical. But it was like, this was like a, a sequel. This wasn't, you can't even see like, okay, yeah, you know, we like made, we did the whole character or whatever. But it's like, this is supposed to be this grown up version of this kid that you just did last year. <laughs> why do they look nothing like each other so bizarre um robocop um love that actor but um he just did not fit that part you know like not to say like you know i mean peter weller he's a very in fact i see him at everything else and it's like all you see is robocop his voice is that strong his character is so strong um well um, this guy is like he was not fitting it you know freaking uh god rick flat Rick Flag, yeah, and a Suicide Squad. Um, you know, I I, lo I loved him in The Killing and other things I've seen him in, but it was like it was just weak in RoboCop. You know, it wasn't the worst freaking thing, but it was just like, eh. and that was another one where it also was they didn't reinvent it enough. They they updated a little bit, but you know, it was still kind of the same movie, but it was like the same the same thing with Total Recall. Those movies were done kind of comical like and. When you draw all of that out, it just doesn't work as well. It doesn't translate enough. You know, you need to do it completely different. Like, say, like, Judge Dredd. And then when they did Dredd, Dredd was completely not a comedy, but it was based off of the original comic that it was originally should have been done off of. And they did it enough where it wasn't like, okay, we're redoing the same movie, but we're sucking all the fun out of it. They made an actual different movie. So that was like a good job of like when you re that's what you want to do. You want to reinvent it. If you're going to make something more serious when something was comical, make it completely different. Don't take the same freaking story and just take the comedy out. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> another casting. And Fantastic Four, the worst, and I say the worst casting of a remake I have seen in, I, I, I can't even speak when it comes to how poor the casting was for that. And on every single character, everybody was wrong. And I'm totally fine with changing the race 
or even gender of like a, a historic character that you've done previously. Um, totally fine. Like, I don't care that, you know, Johnny Storm is now black. Um, but the the character for it, like, actually, he was probably the closest acting as far as Johnny Storm, even though he wasn't as fun as he should be. But Sue, completely boring. And like, I think his name, Miles Teller, the guy from Divergent. Oh my God, the worst possible person you get from Mr. Fantastic. He's like super high intellect and you pick the biggest freaking dork. And like dork in a bad way, you know, like because there's nerd and then there's dork. And this guy was a dork. He was not a nerd at all. And it just none of it translated. Uh, even Ben was off. Everything was off. Um, the <laughs> OK, next one. <laughs> um, compelling. Um, and that's another thing. Fantastic Four, not compelling at all. Such a snore fest. You know, you're sitting there watching them build a freaking machine for, you know, three quarters of the movie. And then the rest of it was fighting. And, you know, like the last freaking 15 minutes, totally not what you want to do if you're going to do something like that. And that was another one where they took something that was kind of comical and it actually Fantastic Four are a comical kind of bunch. So sucking all the fun out of it just did not work. And then when you try to put it in there, actually Justice League too, as far as um, what's his face, um, uh, Cyborg, um, you suck all the fun out and then, you know, you have like some weird weird, random one-liner, and it just seemed weird. You know, it's dark and depressing, you know, serious cyborg. I've, you know, like, I had this tragic backstory and everything, but then he says, like, booyah, and it's like, what? <laughs> you know, like, no, that's not right. Um, do your homework, stick to the characters, right? Or at least be consistent with the characters. Um, another thing compelling, and I mentioned this, um, uh, Jason Momoa, Stuck him in funny going from Justice League to Conan. Um, they stuck him in Conan. Um, they made it super gory, which is kind of how it should be, because you know, if you're you know slicing heads off and all this stuff, but it was like ridiculously done. So, like, you know, it's like chopping everybody's head off and blood everywhere, and it's like blah, blah, blood, blood, you know. But it was also boring. <laughs> um and so it's just like it's like yeah you know it's like it's it's cool to see an actual gritty conan but it's like you know what i kind of want to go back to arnold schwarzenegger maybe we should just leave schwarzenegger movies alone you know <laughs> just what they are just let them be okay um and the the last one i kind of like think of for is for compelling and this one i'm a little bit on the fence for because like uh the ghostbusters remake so I like the cast. I liked how they reinvented it. They did it, you know, not just like, hey, girl busters, but no, they made an actual story around it. And while, and also doing their homework, they took all the original cast, the surviving original cast and worked them in there in different parts. And that was super cool. So um, I, I liked a lot about that. And I liked the story. Um, so they did a cool casting. They did like their homework. They reinvented it. Um, Desire? I don't know. Um, I can't say I was looking for Ghostbusters, but, you know, it's like I was enjoyed with it. But then it was like a lot of, the, I don't know if it was the directing or the writing or whatever, but I felt like a lot of lines just felt flat, you know? Like if there wasn't like, the, maybe the music wasn't done enough, done well enough to like, you know, drive the story. But it was like, you're just kind of just watching and it's like, yeah, this is this is cool. This is interesting. But you weren't drawn into it. You know, it was like, and the jokes were like, yeah, yeah, that's funny. But it was like, you know, I don't know. I felt like they were missing something in there. Um, but what what are remakes that are have actually done good or, or that I think that we should keep doing more of? Um, for 
instance, it chapter two, there was definitely it chapter one. <laughs> Talk about contradicting myself. Um, there was a huge, huge desire to see this redone because this was done way long ago and the effects were terrible. Um, I mean, laughable, serious. So you had that story in there. So to redo that, and then they also reinvented, they they split it into two movies, did one right, one bad. Um, so like uh they uh the portion of the kids, you know, they gave them a little bit more backstory, um, the whole progression and stuff. That was really good. Um, and they they drew from the original thing. They actually had watched a previous movie, so it worked. Um, which is it's just so ironic that they with the second one, completely opposite of everything. Um, and that also was very compelling. Um, they, the kids that they cast were great. Um, so I don't know where they went wrong. Um, uh, Planet of the Apes, weird one to call. But um, and when I'm talking about remakes, I'm not talking about the remake that they did in like 2000-ish something with like, what was it Donnie Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, one of them? Mark Wahlberg, I think. Yeah. So that one terrible remake of the 70s thing. Um, but the redoing of The Rise, Dawn, and uh, War for the Planet, even though I wasn't too huge on War for the Planet, um, that was a complete reinvention of um, the story while keeping it true to the original and pulling things from it. You know, like they show like Statue of Liberty things. There was a lot of Easter eggs in, the, in that series. Great, but mostly in the first one. The first one is probably the best out of everything. Um, but th th like that and super compelling, very interesting the way they redid everything. Um, I'm not a huge James Franco fan, but he was so good in that. Um, uh, other ones, um, we've got like Man of Steel, greatest redo of, a, of an origin story for, you know, like taking like a character that we're very much, and I'm super huge Superman. As much as I am Star Wars and everything else, I was born and bred on Superman, Christopher Reeve for life, and and until Man of Steel. Um, but yeah, so that thing it did justice to the originals, while it also would like reinvented it in such a way that was like completely different, um, and didn't just keep, like Batman keep doing the same story over and over again, or Spider Man, where like you know it's the same thing that like, they took off, they showed, or they kind of went off of like okay, you know what. You know this portion of the story, let's tell the part before and then skip ahead to here. So that was super interesting. And which leads me into Dark Knight, which is another one, which was like super well done and reinvented for, you know, it's like, and it, it's, these ones were like Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Those ones were like done at a certain time and we enjoyed them for what they were until they started making too many sequels and they started getting crazy. Um, but we want it in this new comic world of movies, the grounding them down in the Dark Knight. Um, actually, I should say Batman Begins, um, because that really is the start of it. Um, Batman Begins really, really grounded the the Bruce Wayne story down to like, okay, you know what, this could happen, and um, everything was everything was so done, and that was compelling come on casting perfect they did their homework where for it was like a batman character um and all the things that they pulled out of for you know um falcons all of that stuff all the stuff straight from comics great um uh star trek now um the first two movies and i'm gonna say it was star trek and um beyond no not beyond um what's the other one 
Into the Darkness. Yeah. So if you've ever seen the original Star Trek movies, any of them, like from the original series or Next Generation, you know, I, I love Star Trek, but those movies were bad. I mean, they were so, so boring. And um, except for like Wrath of Khan, they were so oh, dry, you know? And so pulling this into like a new world while and they also and this is where the cool thing where they did the homework with they did their homework as far as you know this is an alternate thing you know this event changed everything right so you have the license to do a completely different story while being an origin of the thing that you know while also tying it in you know bringing leonard nimoy in as far as the spot from that other world and then you know and then they have the con of then you know he asked him a question. He's like, "Do you know this guy Khan?" He's like, "Yeah, I know this guy Khan." And um, so that is super cool, you know. And like the the way they built the characters around each other, those were um, you know, it like the cast. I that's one of those things where it's like I could not have seen better casting. Um, even ones that are famous like Zachary Quinto that I would not think of. Like you know, if you're gonna go through a list of hey, who should play Spock, uh, his name would not come up, but he was so spot on. And um, and that was for everybody. You know, Zoe Saldana cannot get freaking enough of her. <laughs> and she does so good everywhere. Uh, so yeah, you know, um, they, they hit all of those. Um, Matt, Mad Max, this is one people forget about. You know, Fury Road was like such a kick-ass movie. And it was a kick-ass movie that didn't need a lot of talking. And, you know, and like, you know, yes, you're an action movie without talking, you know, but it was like, it was something where it was like, it was plot driven. But if you're sitting there watching it, a lot of the plot is just movement, you know, and but it's like movement where it's just not, it's not a Michael Bay movie where they're just like explosions, explosions, explosions going off everywhere. It's, you know, it's driven for plot wise, you know, it's, it's a race, but it's like things that are going on and like a little bit of talking that they did drove that plot forward and like that's an amazing thing for a freaking action movie and um that was something where it was like a, a completely like as far as what it was done in the past you didn't have all these effects you know you had tina turner singing come on <laughs> you know so the the desire to see that in like you know done really like cool with like effects and everything like that strong and they and they really reinvented its story and to make it kind of like almost as a sequel um so yeah, so and then the final final one, and this is and this is where there's a lot of contention with um, Spider Man. So I, first, I want to say Homecoming. Homecoming, I think that that's an undisputed great remake, um, and it was it was one that was necessary to work it into the Marvel world. We've talked about that before, but um, but as far as it wasn't just a necessity where okay, we need to make Spider Man fit in here, so we need to do a new movie. Which, you know, immediately you'd be like, oh, I don't want to see another Spider-Man remake, you know, but the the casting was so good on it that um, it made you look past that. And the story that they did, you know, it was it was the Spider-Man story, but also the same way that they did with Man of Steel and um, Batman Begins. You skip over the stuff, you know, um, you know, we get we've seen the spider bite a hundred times. We don't need to see it again, you know, but it's so it's after. But it's like right after he becomes and it has like, you know, it's an actual high school feel. It wasn't like 90210 where you've got like, you know, college kids playing like they're freshmen uh, in high school. So it actually fit. Um, 
great story. And like even like a Michael Keaton, who I'm not a fan of in Batman, even though people jump on me for that. I loved him as Vulture. I think he does such an incredible villain. I love him in villain roles. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the Mary Jane sneak in there and everything was so, so good for casting. And um, so this leads me into my other one, your other Spider-Man remake, um, The Amazing. So when The Amazing came out, me personally, I loved it. And I had a huge desire to see something done where, while I liked Toby in the beginning, once I saw Andrew Garfield and the the, the darker Spider-Man, more serious while still being comical, I loved it, you know? And I'm super, super sad every time I watch like the second part that they had all this set up, but then due to Civil War and everything, you know, they, they had to drop it from there. Um, so there was great setup. That could have made such an incredible, awesome third movie with Sinister Six stuff. And I'm hoping to see that in future Spider-Man coming up. Um, so I was sad to see it go and I did enjoy it, but like, you know, and they did reinvent it a little bit. You know, they focus a little bit more on his family and stuff like that, his parents, something that they hadn't done before while updating the uh, the graphics and the script and everything like that. And, you know, sticking to Spider-Man villains and everything like that. So they did their homework on it. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was kind of like it was marginal. It was, you know, it wasn't enough to get people to love it as much as they did Homecoming. Um, so, you know, and so in this world of like, you know, it's like, should we be, should everything be, reboots should we look for things that we can reboot or should we you know just like try to be creative think of something new you know or are we just being lazy um so i think like if it's something where it like you know if it meets all those points if it's something that you know like i feel like we really are interested in seeing redone because we weren't able to do it as give it the justice that it had before and we do all those right things. And I think we should keep doing reboots. But, you know, if it's just going to be some lazy thing where you kind of like half, you know, either just pulled out something and say, yeah, let's do this. You know, it's like, this is easier than thinking of something new. Then, you know, don't do those. Um, I would love to see something I would love. I would love to see a new Transformers um, because like Bumblebee was so freaking good. Um, and Bumblebee wasn't a reboot. It was a prequel, but it felt like a reboot because, you know, while they stuck with the 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 future things that are going to be happening and kind of tied it into the previous movies, they also did it like somebody that actually watched Transformers the cartoon and <laughs> like the four other movies that had done previously to it. So if you could do a non-Michael Bay version of Transformers falling off of Bumblebee, that would be freaking awesome. Um, but, you know, like, who knows? Maybe. We'll see. I'm hoping they do have like something. Maybe they do kind of like a first class thing where, you know, you have a continuation from there while not meeting up into there. Maybe you have like a future change. I don't know. Transformers and, and uh, time travel is a little much for me to take. But who knows? What do you th what are your thoughts on um, reboots? Should we keep doing these things? Um, do you have things that you have for uh, criteria that we should do if we are doing them. So let me know. And, um, I hope you feel that you're seeing clearly and that your sarcasm prescription is filled until next time.